Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. <coughs> Living Wisely, Living Well, Aphorism for July 9th. Now, it's, this one is very short. Encourage others if you would feel God's encouragement in your own heart. This is a really subtle and very universal um, teaching that um, I learned in a very interesting way. Uh, let's see now, what would it be? Quite a few years ago, uh, I was learning to scuba dive. I, I, uh, one of my relatives provided for me um, comfortable vacations. I was living very close to the bone, but they gave me money to spend on myself in such a way that I wasn't allowed to give it away. So I had the opportunity to, do, to have some vacations that I never would have had otherwise. And uh, in, in, one, in the course of one of those vacations, I, I was learning to scuba dive because I really liked to snorkel and it, I thought it should be fun. But the, right at the beginning of learning, I had a, a somewhat of a scary moment. So even though I liked scuba diving, I mean, it was fantastic to be down under. It, I, it was always kind of a mixed experience for me. So I, but I got certified and I had a lot of fun doing it. Then the following year, uh, went again to a place where, where it was possible to scuba dive, already certified. So it was just like the next morning I was going to have that experience. <gasps> I became so frightened that night. I was just so frightened. I couldn't, you know, it was all irrational, but it was really, really, really intense. And I knew I needed to go forward because, one, because I was so frightened. And the second thing is because I do very few things that are physically scary to me. Because it's just, I don't have, I just don't have that kind of a personality. I, I, I don't have much physical courage, and I don't try to cultivate physical courage. It's not part of me. So when I had an opportunity, I just knew I had to go through, so there was no way out of it. I kept, I was awake most of the night. I actually had such severe stomach pains, I actually called the doctor. But it was all psychosomatic, nothing was real at all. And I kept praying to Divine Mother to rescue me, like, you know, rescue me from this, God, even thinking about it, rescue me from this terrible fear. And somewhere in the insomnia, this really weird, weird association developed in my mind. I was already living in the community that I'm living in now, but it was much earlier in my experience here. Somebody came to me after I'd been in a position of leadership here for a couple of years, given what we were just talking about on July 8th about when people come and criticize you. This person sat down and they wanted to be helpful to me, so they said, you know you're not really a, you're not really a very good leader. <laughs> and fortunately, my response was, if you think I already knew how to do this job, do you think I would still be doing it? You know, it was like, well, big surprise. Of course, I'm here to learn. And it was... Fortunately, it was just the right thing to say, and it was so disarming. I think it was in that same conversation 
or maybe it was the same, but it was the same person who also said to me once, a lot of people find you very inspiring, but I don't. <laughs> and at that time, I mean, I'm always talkative, but at that time I was just basically the primary teacher in the whole community. I was virtually the only one. No, that's not completely true, but definitely the lion's share by a lot was me. And I said, my immediate response was one of such compassion. Oh, you poor soul. I talk all the time. It must be terrible for you. <laughs> and I meant that's all I could think of. You poor soul. Now, that's all quite apart from this. But let's just say I was learning the job. And obviously I haven't really learned it because I'm still doing it. But no, I'm, I'm emeritus, more emeritus than active now. So maybe I did learn a few things or else became so incompetent that I had to be moved. In my first time at Ananda, I, I, I had seven jobs, I think, in two years. And Swami used to move us around a lot because he said, basically, many of you will have to have community, will have communities of your own to lead in the future, which turned out to be true. He said, and I want you to know many aspects. So that was part of it. But the other part of it was I either said I wash out really fast or I learn really quickly, and I'm really not going to ask what the answer is to that. But he was always moving me around. Now, coming all the way back to that, so I'm lying there on holiday, you know, just can't sleep, scared to death, stomach in knots, and all of a sudden this person, who was part of the community then, but is long since gone, just comes in front of my eyes, and is just like right there in front of me. It was not an attractive person in my eyes, and it was a person that I, I never liked. I was unable to follow, uh, let's see, July 7th. You know, love everyone and make them feel special to you because they are your brother or sister in God. I was, I mean, I was just, I was light years away from being able to, to do that. And, you know, I was just barely civil to this person. It, it was odd because it wasn't even like a past life. It's just they weren't an attractive person. And I wasn't able to get past whatever it was about them that I, I just wasn't drawn to, is the way I would put it. In truth, they were a good person, but they, they didn't attract me, as Swami would often say, so-and-so, you know, they attract me for some reason on a spiritual level. So I was, I was never, I never really accepted the person in my heart. I wasn't mean outwardly, but I was inwardly cold. And I realized that I had not created a, wor a world in which mercy existed. Because that person who wasn't attractive to me was one of those people who struggles to live. What can you say? You know, some people have like mastered the art of living. They're, they're just, they know the basics of how to get along. This, this person just struggled with the basics. You know, earning enough money, knowing how to relate to people. Interestingly, even though I've been out of touch with him for, for decades, I recently saw that things are going a lot better. And I was really happy to see that. But they struggled on the basics, and what they really needed was compassion and support. But I was too busy to give it. And I, I just kind of heard Divine Mother say, well, you were there for that person, why should I be there for you? And it wasn't even tit for tat, it was different than that. It was that I did not live in a vibration of mercy. I created around me an unsympathetic aura. Just, I mean, 
Perhaps it was generally true, but it was certainly true with that person. So when I needed mercy, there was no vibration of mercy. I couldn't, I couldn't blend with mercy because I wasn't generating it. And um, it didn't alleviate... It didn't alleviate the fear. The fear wasn't alleviated until I actually went underwater and everything went fine and I was fine and my stomach pains went away. It was like miraculous. As soon as I just went down and had the courage just to face it and had a great time underwater, everything was fine. But when I came home, (laughs) that poor soul must have wondered what hit him because (laughs) I was so good to him. And I learned to love him as a, as a, you know, as a, as a fellow gurubai and so on. But I've always remembered, you live in the world that you create. And even Divine Mother can't break through if your vibration does not match hers. You see, that's, that's what grace is. That's why we have to work so hard, but in the end it's grace that actually changes us or, or allows something to happen. But, but we, we, it's not that God is not willing to bless us earlier than that, but grace is a certain vibration. And in, the truth of the matter is that the divine vibration is always surrounding us, but we have to put ourselves into attunement with it. And that's what karma is. Karma is an oscillation that keeps us out of attune with grace. And it doesn't mean we have to get perfect before grace will descend because we can still have lots of karma to work out. But for a time, for a moment, for a year, whatever it might be, everything lines up. So we always have to be thinking, you know, what kind of world do I want to live in? And then ask ourselves if this attitude is an attitude that is conducive to my happiness that is conducive to, to, to my having the experience in this world that I want to experience. So very simply, encourage others if you would feel God's encouragement in your heart. If you become a channel, and also see what happens is you begin to transform your own expectation of yourself. Because the way... Let me think how to say this. It's like... Well, when I really was working hard to write, I have to, I have to make these concrete. I can't, I can't explain these as abstractions. Um, the first book that I wrote, Swami Kriyananda, as we have known him, I believe I worked on that for about two years. I mean, I, I, maybe it was even three. I, 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 I put aside many other responsibilities. I just let... I turned a lot of my response. It's Swami's. It's Swami's advice. I turned over many responsibilities. I let many things actually not not happen so well that I would have taken care of. All kinds of, because I I had to write the book. It was time to write this book. I struggled for at least two years, and it might have been three. I'm not sure. Thank you, God. I don't remember clearly anymore. At the end of which, and I'm not exaggerating, I had not a single usable sentence. Because I would write, I would criticize, I would delete. Month after month after month. Now, I didn't spend all day every day writing because sometimes I would get so discouraged I would stop for a while. But, but what I realized was really, really simple. I had always been critical. 
very critical of other people's writing or just critical in general of other people's creative efforts. I had not been encouraging. I had not been supporting. I was always criticizing. And critics generally are not very good artists because there's the habit of criticism. So I had to, I had to purge. Just I had a certain debt to pay of criticism that I had projected into the universe. And so I had to just live in this universe of criticism for, for many, many months until I finally got it. I finally really understood what I was doing. I, I remember saying to Swamiji at the end of that period, um, I said, uh, from the point of view of writing a book, this period of time has been a total disaster. Spiritually, it's been one of the most important experiences of my life. Because that, that lack of recognition that I will have to live in the universe I create with my thoughts, it was a very big lesson, and I don't think I could have learned it in any other way. And then everything shifted. In fact, what I'd been trying to write is the book Lightbearer, which I wrote like many years later, I don't know how long, 15 years later, I wrote Lightbearer. I wasn't ready to write it, but Swami Kriyananda, as we have known him, I was ready to write it. It was a book of stories. So the idea came to simply write that book, which that idea had actually been offered to me at the beginning, but I, I couldn't hear it until the end. It was just like, oh, now I'm in a universe in which I will be encouraged instead of a universe in which I will be discouraged because of my own thoughts. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, I hope it's fascinating. It was certainly helpful to me. Encourage others, and you will live in a universe in which encouragement is offered. And above all, what you will become is you will become in tune with that vibration and then God will be able to talk to you in his own voice and help you. And it's, uh, let me think how to say it. On one hand, it's very discouraging. <laughs> and on the other hand, it's just astonishingly liberating to realize how, how much we can redirect our own destiny. I, you know, are you enjoying this? Is this any fun for you? I got really out of tune once. No, I've gotten really out of tune more than once, but one of the times I got really out of tune because of a cycle like this, this was in the early 70s. I just got crazy because I was just, I was always criticizing not only others, but myself. And I just got myself into a very bad thing. And I was very distressed by it. And then sort of like this other observer said, Honey, you got yourself into it? Just get yourself out of it. And it was like, oh yeah, I've just been having a whole lot of wrong thoughts. And yes, I walked myself pretty far over here, so it's kind of going to be a walk back, but all I have to do is turn around and walk back. And I did, just like that. I just turned around and walked back. And uh, immediately I was tested. Immediately these people that I saw whom I hadn't always felt that in tune with, and I started to try to avoid them, but that sort of was the issue. So I walked right up to them and just had this wonderful conversation. And although we haven't seen each other in decades now, we became very close from that moment. And that was like Divine Mother saying, good girl. Create the universe you want to live in. Encourage others if you would feel God's encouragement in your heart. God bless you. 
Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.